Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You're listening to The Danny Parkin Show. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. Thanks for hanging out with the Danny Parkin Show. CBS Sports Radio, over 200 affiliates across the country. The Radio.com Sports app, which, starting tomorrow, is going to be the home of a whole new network. So if you don't have the Radio.com app downloaded, Now is a perfect time to do so. I'm pleased to be joined now by my man, Joe Ostrowski. He works with me here at 670 The Score in Chicago. He hosts our night show, but he also is one of the preeminent voices in sports media when it comes to sports gambling, and he will be a big part of a project that I am also a small part of, the launching of a show called You Better You Bet, on the radio.com sports app. I will be on Sunday mornings on the app during football season. You will hear Joe a lot more often than that weeknights with a whole cast of other characters. Joe, thanks for the time, man. How you doing? Danny, I'm doing wonderful. I missed hearing on the score airways that you were a Chicago guy, so I'm glad they brought it over to CBS. Yes, yes. It just uh, it made me so popular with all of my coworkers at the beginning uh, of my score tenure that I just felt like I had to do it nationally as well. Yes, I'm glad they brought that over, and and I'm pumped about the start of you better you bet as you mentioned tomorrow. So locally Chicago time, it's going to be five to nine p.m. and and I'm told it sounds like you can get audio and video via that radio.com app. So if you're jonesing for some sports betting conversation, uh, we've got college football coming this weekend. Uh, you can find it on that radio.com app every day. Yeah, and so if, if people don't know, it's it's going to be cool. Like There's going to be all different shows, and it's just a new place to get your content, right? Like We're doing a gambling show and fantasy-focused, but there's a football show, there's a basketball show, there's a show with Cody Decker and Jen Sturger that it's the only show with a married couple. It's kind of a cool venture that they're launching at Radio.com Sports. Yeah, no question. And if you're looking for some... Football coverage on a national level. You can find Ross Tucker. This show will start things off every single morning. It, it's just something different. Another another venue for people to go to if they don't like their options. So, Joe, and uh, we might need to reconnect here with your phone. So if you're in an area with uh, better cell coverage, I appreciate it. But we'll try for another minute before we go for a better connection. If you, If I told you, and I know that this would be terrible, but if I told you, you can only make one future bet this NFL season. Win total, Super Bowl, MVP prop, whatever the case may be. You can only make one future bet. Which one are you making? Oh, he's not there. Okay, so we will, we're will. we going to reconnect with Joe Ostrowski here in a second. I was hopeful that we'd be able to fight through that connection, but I digress. I am up for anyone's recommendations on win totals, overs, or unders. You guys know your teams or Super Bowl odds. My favorite prop bet 
and I've got to personally find a place that I can that I can uh, make a nice little investment on it is actually something I've never bet before, which is rare for me. And that's NFL Coach of the Year. I'll tell you about that bet in a second. But we've got my man Joe Ostrowski bat uh, back from You Better You Bet. Joe, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry about that. Oh, that sounds a hundred times better. Um, all right, so nightmare scenario. I tell you, you can only make one NFL future bet: win total, prop, Super Bowl, whatever. You can only make one. Which bet are you making? Okay, I think the safest wager is the Cowboys win total, and. <laughs> To lose this wager, for the over to come through, because I'm looking at the under, of course, after their big season, I need Jason Garrett to have back-to-back 10-win seasons. I need Ezekiel Elliott to come back and be Zeke and Kellen Moore to be an ex- a uh, successful offensive coordinator. Now, they have a strong defense. We know all about Ron Marinelli and what he's going to bring. But, but I see a lot of reasons to fade the Cowboys this season, a division that always seems to have a different winner. They were involved in 12 one-score games last year with a 9-3 and record, which a lot of people would tell you that there's a lot of luck involved there. They were a bottom five red zone offense a season ago. It didn't even get much better after adding Amari Cooper, the red zone situations at least. And you might remember there were some long, which seemed to be lucky touchdowns with him. And the schedule, you're going to get the Eagles twice. I'm high on Philly this year. They get the Rams at home, but they have to go to New Orleans, Chicago, and New England. I don't see them going to 10-6. and six. Give me the Cowboys under 9. Yeah, and where I see it, there's you know there's juice on the under. It's it's maybe minus one twenty five, minus one thirty. But I'm with you. That that is a price I am willing to pay to fade Jason Garrett. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's there's another strong play here, and it's and you've been talking about Antonio Brown and, and all that mess going on with the Raiders. I, I mean, you throw in Antonio Brown, Richie Incognito. Vontez perfect, Mike Lennon in a locker room. Can anything possibly go wrong? But it kind of feels like the NFL is out to get the Raiders for some weird reason. I don't know if it's punishment for going to Vegas or what it is, but the schedule that they have to deal with is brutal. Now, the number of wins here is six. But listen, listen to this early on. Uh, week two, they've got KC. Then they go to Minnesota. Then to Indianapolis. Then they lose a home game and play the Bears. They go on their bye, and then they have to go to Lambeau. That's their first six games. And and they get the Chargers twice in the second half of the season. I would actually take a look at the the, uh, Raiders under six here. Yeah, I'm with you. I sold all my John Gruden stock uh, when he got <laughs> when when they gave him that contract. I think if you're paying big money to bring someone out of a television booth who's been gone for that long, it's probably a bad decision. And they did it with head coach and general manager. So yeah, I'm not a big believer in the Raiders. I wanted to run by a prop uh, that I absolutely love. It's it's something I've never bet on, Joe. NFL Coach of the Year. I saw Freddie Kitchens. At 11 to 1. And Kyle Shanahan, I saw, is the favorite. And they were a four win team last year. And it's normally an award that goes from a worst to first team. But Mm -hmm. if I want to bet the Cleveland Browns to win that division and their win total is nine, that is a, what, 
maybe a plus 150 type of wager, right? Them and Pittsburgh and Baltimore all bundled up. But if I but if I think Cleveland's winning that division, it'll be first time in a long time they're not going to have an MVP on the roster. Like they're they're not going I don't I don't think Baker's an MVP. If you want to go there, we can discuss, but I feel like if the Cleveland Browns actually beat the Steelers and win that division and there will be a lot of talk of, wow, Kareem Hunt, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Baker Mayfield. How did a first-time coach make all of those personalities work? 11-1 to 1 on Freddie Kitchens is wildly appealing to me. Now, you remember the head coach favorite for this award a year ago, right? It was wasn't, Matt Nagy. It was he Matt Nagy through. who won, yeah. Yeah, it was Matt Nagy, and I was a little surprised to see him as the favorite and uh, the offshore sites had that one nailed, and it came through. Freddie Kitchens, here's now maybe you're a believer in him. I don't know if the guy can coach. I have no idea. But the scenario that you threw out there, high win total, if you believe they're going to go over that win total and win that division, absolutely. Um, as far as Baker Mayfield, actually yesterday on early odds, I picked him to have the most passing yards in the NFL pretty decent number at 14 to one wow but if we're talking about that specific scenario that you threw out there danny them winning the afc north the city of cleveland going crazy they're a national story they have all these superstars a quarterback's winning that award he would be on that short list of five quarterbacks in the running yeah but i just think that there's like I think there's better quarterbacks. Like I, I think Pat Mahomes or Andrew Luck or Aaron Rodgers, like the, the favorites, are going to just put up massive numbers on good teams. You know, I, I know Pat Mahomes. There's no, there's no value at four, four and a half to one for him to repeat his MVP. But that guy could regress ten, fifteen percent and still lead the NFL in passing and touchdowns. I know that's so, it's so funny because I think the touchdown total is set around forty. Or something like that. It, I don't even know if 10 quarterbacks have done that all time. Yeah, that's right. the story around the Chiefs. Well, Mahomes is going to regress. Well, Mahomes is going to regress from what, 50 to 40? That's still a great season. And that, that means they're going to be back in the playoffs again if he does that. Yeah, and that's 20% regression. And I don't think yeah. he's regre- – like, I, 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 that's the thing about the Chiefs. I don't see like why will they regress offensively just because it's happened before like no, nothing about what I saw last year was fluky and they're mm-hmm. better in terms of skill positions so I I don't really know why I would fade that offense this year it, and we're talking about the offense too some of the studies that football outsiders have done have shown that it's difficult for a top end defense to maintain what they do from year to year. Correct. Uh, what, the, what the Chiefs accomplished a year ago wasn't built on takeaways, which will fluctuate from year to year. A lot of time you'll see the, the team at the very top of the league go to the middle of the league in the following season. So, yeah, at one-score games, were they involved in a lot of one-score games? Not like the Cowboys I mentioned. They had 12 of them. The Bears had 10 of them. So, yeah, it just that, that seems like the trendy way to go with the Chiefs just because – but they have Andy Reid on their side and so much talent. So I, I'm not buying that. 
Yeah, that's that's not a team I'd want to fade. We're talking to Joe Ostrowski, Joe O670 on Twitter. He will be involved with the You Better You Bet show uh, Monday through Friday, radio.com sports. The network launches tomorrow morning, 5 to 9 p.m. Central Time. And this football season, I'll be hosting the Sunday morning show, 8 a.m. to noon Central Time with Nick Costas, who is the main host uh, Monday through Friday. Do you have a Super Bowl wager or two that you like? There, There's one team that really stands out. I'll give you a team near the top and then a team I'm keeping an eye on near the middle. Uh, first at the top, I'm going to Philadelphia. Bears fans don't like hearing this, but you're going to give me a healthy Carson Wentz. The front office continues to add weapons for him. They draft Miles Sanders. They give up very little in a deal with the Bears for Jordan Howard as a second running back. They move down in the draft. They add Deshaun Jackson. You still have Ertz and Alshon Jeffrey and a defense that puts pressure on opposing quarterbacks. The Eagles are 12-1. to They should roll to an NFC East crown, and they'll probably get a bye as far as I can see. So I really like the Eagles at 12-1. to That number's going to dip as we get closer and closer. Yeah, the only thing there is the inevitable Carson Wentz injury. Is it two games or is it eight games? I mean, he, he's been hurt every year he's been a starter going back to college. Every single year he's gotten hurt. Yep, yep, yeah, and you're banking on uh, him being healthy there. But if he can't stay healthy, I, I see big things out of the Eagles. Then if I'm looking middle of the pack, I'll stay on the NFC side. Everything that could go wrong went wrong last year for the Falcons. And they still had a 7-9 season. Yep. All their top players on defense got injured very early. They had to deal with Steve Sarkeesian. Now, their cutter's not the best around, but he's better than Sark. And you still have Julio and Calvin Ridley for another year. And listen to this scheduling fluke, Danny. The first time that the Falcons are playing outside of a dome this year is going to be in Week 11. That's insane. I... I love that team. I think the Saints are regressing a little bit, and I can't trust Cam Newton to stay healthy. So they are a pick for me to to win that division this year. But and I, I saw them at forty to one for the Super Bowl, which strikes me as ridiculous. So I did not know that about the scheduling quirk, though. That is a that is a very very juicy play. I might have to up my Falcons position. I am with you on New Orleans. By the way, they almost made my pick for a win total at ten and a half to go under that number. Yeah. You know, it's a father time undefeated thing with Drew Brees and he slipped towards the end of last year. He was very pedestrian as that season went. And that normally that trend doesn't normally reverse itself. Yep. And you're going to have that tough first place schedule. And you always have to watch out when you have a healthy Cam Newton and we have every reason to believe so. Things flip flop in that division a whole lot too. So, Joe, do you have a prop? Uh, MVP, you gave me the Baker Mayfield passing yards total. Where's your investment in terms of player props this year? You can choose your own adventure. Yeah, I, you know, I told you how much I like Carson Wentz at 12-1. to um, I'm not down on the Browns' love. I think the Steelers are going to be just fine, and Juju Smith-Schuster is going to step in and be the top wideout for the Steelers. They really don't have any other choice. But they always have that next guy ready. And I believe he had almost 1,500 yards last year. 
you know, he was a passing leader a year ago at, at his age. Ben Roethlisberger, if the Steelers win that division, they're one of the top teams in the AFC at 20-1, to 1, I can see it. And I also see some Rams regression. If you're looking for a bigger number, if they end up winning the NFC West, uh, Jimmy G at 50-1 to 1 is a solid play. Yeah, I'm a big Shanahan believer. The reports out of the preseason and training camp have been pretty disastrous in San Francisco so far, but I am a believer in his system. Uh what do you think about Mike Evans to lead the league in receiving? Had 1,500 <laughs> yards last year. Bruce Arians loves to throw the ball down the field. Jameis Winston takes more deep shots than anybody. I feel like everyone's getting on Chris Godwin for fantasy purposes, but Mike Evans is clearly the best player on their team. Yes, yes. I, I love, you know, something to look for this upcoming season is a lot of Tampa Bay overs that they're going to be involved in because the yep. defense, they can't stop anybody. And I don't see that changing in the first year under Aaron, but you know, they're going to put points up on the board and you're right about Godwin. Uh, yesterday on the station, Brad Evans was trying to sell me on Godwin receiving leader for 80 to one, but Mike Evans is a stud every year. When you, when you look at the top of the, with the receivers, it's really the same guys again and again, and they have that same build and Evans is in that elite group. And don't forget with Jameis, uh, this is his contract year. So I'm expecting big things from him. Joe Ostrowski is someone you should be following on Twitter for NFL and all gambling information at Joe 670. And he will be a part of you better. You bet on radio.com sports, a national online only app, only video podcast on demand platform that is launching tomorrow morning. So Joe, good luck with the launch. What days are you on this week? Okay. This week I'm on Tuesday and Wednesday on radio.com. All right, Tuesday and Wednesday, you better, you bet. So uh, work out all the glitches so everything's smooth sailing by the time I get there for football season, all right? In three, four weeks, yes. It'll be all set for you. Perfect. That's Joe Ostrowski. Follow him on Twitter at Joe0670. Appreciate you, man. Your best bet coming up, and then Ben Heisler at the end of the hour to help us with our fantasy drafts. 855-212-4CBS is the number. It's the Danny Parkin Show, CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Danny Parkin Show. Thanks for hanging out on the Danny Parkin Show, CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS is the telephone number. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, 855-212-4227 is brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Appreciate Joe Ostrowski for hopping on. The uh, the You Better You Bet show at Radio.com Sports that launches tomorrow. It's a pretty cool venture. You know, in broadcast, sometimes there are not, uh, I'll be honest, there are not a ton of new investments made. And they're sinking some real money into this, and they're hopefully getting uh, some big-name talent to be around it for a long time, and it's cool. It's just a, a Brian Scalabrini's hosting an NBA show where he's going to be calling all of his friends and having them participate. Ross Tucker is as connected as anybody and super successful in the digital and podcast space within the NFL. He's got a morning show. Uh, Jen Sturger and Cody Decker hosting a show together as a married couple, hopefully is just a really cool, unique dynamic. And then they've got, a lot of people involved in this gambling show. 
and I'm a small piece of it. I'll be the co-host on Sunday mornings for fantasy and uh, gambling. But the beauty of the gambling show is, yeah, we'll make picks. And yeah, we'll try to win money. But at least how I'm approaching it is, filtering sports through the prism of gambling and fantasy, you could bet five bucks a game or bet zero dollars a game. But an expectation as to what a market is. Like I grew up with two parents who were involved in the stock market. I blame my love of gambling on sports on them. I'm like, I, your guys, what you're doing picking stocks is legalized gambling. A market is set for your favorite team. Say you're a Texans fan in Houston. Their expectation for wins this year is eight and eight. Their win total is eight over under bet 110 bucks to win a hundred. If you say it's going nine or over bet 110 bucks to win a hundred. If it's going seven or under, that is a straight 50, 50 market on a 500 season. So that is the market's expectation for the Texans where they think they can get 50% of the action to say over 50% of the action to say under, and you can follow the money and the trends to say, who's going to lead the league in passing. Who's going to be the coach of the year. Who's going to be the rookie of the year. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? And as more data comes into play, the odds update, and you can go from there and adjust just like when someone buys a stock or sells a stock or a company misses its quarterly earnings report and a stock goes down, there could be an injury and a line goes down for a team. It's just a marketplace for sports. And I think understanding that marketplace helps inform sports conversation. You don't have to care about gambling at all, but if you want to be informed about sports, an NFL total over under gives you an idea of how many points. Is it going to be high scoring or low scoring? It's just information. And I think putting sports through that prism can be really interesting and really informative. And we're going to try to do that on radio.com sports Monday through Friday, five to 9 PM central. You better, you bet. And then Sunday mornings with me, Nick Costas and NFL experts from around the country. If you don't bet, that's okay. I'm sure you play fantasy football. It seems like everyone does. My man, Ben Heisler is the best fantasy expert that maybe you don't know yet. That's coming up next. You're listening to the Danny Parkin show. Welcome back into the Danny Parkin show on CBS sports radio. We'll take more of your calls in just a little bit at eight, five, five, two, one, two, four, two, two, seven. But right now, as part of our investment hour, getting ready to make some money this football season, we go to the best fantasy mind that you haven't heard of fantasysportsmarkets.com is where you can find them. It's where you should be playing your daily fantasy sports. They've got a $100,000 bonus for week one. So sign up now at fantasysportsmarkets.com. My man, Ben Heisler, who you can follow at Benny Heiss on Twitter with me on CBS sports radio. What's up Heiss? How's it going, man? Good evening, Parkins. I'm glad this is investment hour because I will tell everybody to take the side against the Bears the rest of the preseason. The bet on Friday night with the New York Giants is one of the easiest bets I've ever made because Matt Nagy is playing nobody in the preseason. I was kicking myself that I didn't do anything on it. It was careless and it was obvious <laughs> and I'm with you. It was it was a dumbfoundingly <laughs> obvious side to be on. Um, but for fantasy purposes, uh, who is the number one pick this year? Is there a consensus? 
Uh, it comes down to two clear-cut options for me, and this would be those two same guys, even if, if uh, Ezekiel Elliott was in training camp and not holding out. So I would say if you want to go safe, Saquon Barkley is your guy. He's going to get volume for the second-highest rushing attempts in yards last year in the NFL. He's going to score plenty of touchdowns. He had 15 total on the season. No other running back is taking away goal line opportunities or inside the five or 10-yard line touches away from him. He is the end-all, be-all of the Giants' offense, and he's going to contribute consistently each and every week. But if you want to go for the upside play, if you want to go for the guy that I think could be the clear number one play, especially in points-per-reception leagues, go ahead and take Christian McCaffrey of the Carolina Panthers. We all know he can catch the ball. He had 107 catches on 124 targets. And not only did he lead all running backs in catches and targets, but that number was also sixth most amongst wide receivers, too. Also, this is a guy that can run between the tackles, too. He had over 1,100 yards. Panthers plan to make him even more efficient in North Turner's offense this year. McCaffrey is bigger, faster, stronger than he was a season ago, where he was a great running back option, and in a better offense, than what we saw with the Giants and Saquon Barkley. So the upside, along with the opportunity to score more and the opportunity to catch more passes, that makes Christian McCaffrey my number one pick over Saquon Barkley. What about new running backs this year, whether they be rookies or running backs on new teams? Who are some new running backs that you like in fantasy? Yeah, there's three big rookie names that come to mind in David Montgomery and Josh Jacobs with the Oakland Raiders and Miles Sanders with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I'd probably rank them in the following order of Montgomery, Josh Jacobs, and then Miles Sanders. With Jacobs, he's the undisputed workhorse back. It's sort of similar to Saquon Barkley in the sense that you know he's going to get volume and plenty of opportunity. Uh, John Gruden said that they're going to run him a ton the moment he got drafted. Uh, he also led all drafted running backs in yards per target and yards per route run. With Miles Sanders, I think he's eventually going to be the guy because you're looking at a backfield of Jordan Howard, of Darren Sproles, of Wendell Smallwood. This is a second-round pick that put up similar type of numbers to Barkley when he was at Penn State. So I think Doug Peterson, even though he's had committees and has been successful in Philadelphia, uh, Miles Sanders is going to be the long-term guy. So I think if you can be patient, that's a good sixth, seventh-round pick that I think can pay off dividends. As for Montgomery, I think the argument against him is that the Bears have multiple running backs. They have Tariq Cohen, they signed Mike Davis, and there's this idea that Matt Nagy doesn't need or fully use workhorse backs. But the latter of those points isn't completely true. My buddy Derek Brown over at thequanedge.com found this note, that Matt Nagy in 2017, when he took over play calling for Andy Reid, he actually increased Kareem Hunt's attempts by five attempts a game and his targets also went up by one and a half targets per game. So when Matt Nagy has a three-down running back that he can trust, Danny, he uses him. And who has David Montgomery been compared to in the Chicago offense? It's Kareem Hunt. So I think he's going to be the goal line back. I think he's going to get inside the five carries in Chicago. He's going, to get a, he's going to catch a ton of passes in a very quick offense. And Mitch is trying to get the ball out fast. So if everything plays the way that I think it could for David Montgomery, right now he's being drafted in the early fourth rounds. This guy is a steal in the third round because I think the Bears are going to use him to the maximum this year. Ben Heisler from FantasySportsMarkets.com is our guest. You should be checking him out for all of your daily fantasy needs this football season. Josh Gordon has been reinstated. What's his fantasy value? Kind of feels like he's sort of the okey-doke every year with Josh Gordon, right? And when he's on the field, he's contributed. Uh, somebody that was actually one of the best in yards after catch a season ago. Uh, but you just never know when he's going to be on the field and when he's going to be available. And uh, New England also drafted a wide receiver in the first round with Nikhil Harry. Uh, they're going to be able to spread the ball out a bunch this year. Uh, Edelman is going to be more involved. He's not missing four games. So I'm 
staying away from Josh Gordon because I expect his average draft position to go upwards of the sixth or the seventh round. Every year, Josh Gordon is available in fantasy drafts. People overdraft for him. Now, right now, he's going as the wide receiver 46, so right in the early part of the 10th round. And I think that's fair value for him. But am I drafting him in the sixth or the seventh round where guys like Tyler Boyd and Allen Robinson are going? No, absolutely not, because I want availability for those types of guys with upside. And I just don't see Josh Gordon as being that same upside wide receiver that we were accustomed to a couple of years ago. What offenses in this offensive era of the NFL do you feel like I've got to have a piece of that offense on my team some way, somehow? Tampa Bay, without question, is an offense that I'm very excited about. Certainly not when it comes to the running game, but I think Jameis Winston has top 10 upside with Bruce Arians now running the show uh, for his new quarterback. You have two legit, very outstanding wide receivers in Mike Evans, who I think has potential to be the top wide receiver in fantasy this year. And that's a guy that you can probably grab in the late second round, possibly even as late as the early third round. Uh, and Chris Godwin, I know it's in a somewhat of a sexy name as a sleeper. Uh, the way that he's being drafted right now, Danny, as a fourth round target, uh, certainly takes away that sleeper opportunity from him. He is outstanding in the slot. Uh, Arians is going to start to use more three wide receiver sets. Uh, and O.J. Howard is an absolute beast. He's going as a tight end four off the board uh, after guys like Travis Kelsey and Zach Ertz and George Kittle. And, and Howard might even have the highest upside out of all those guys. Uh, I know that Kelsey is an absolute stud. He's in the tight end one for three consecutive seasons. But I think talent-wise, O.J. Howard uh, could have the best talent of all those guys. It'll just be a question of whether or not the offense clicks enough for him to get there. I certainly think he's tight end three without question. All right, now the inverse of that question. What's an offense that you think is just too bad to have any part of? Nothing excites me about Tennessee whatsoever, right? You're coming in, Marcus Mariota is sort of a make-or-break type year for him. They didn't really make a whole lot of changes on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, they're going to run it a lot more with Derrick Henry, but Derrick Henry didn't show up until week 12 of the NFL season, and then he ended up scoring about six touchdowns in the final four or five weeks of the season. It's just the sample size at the end was just not enough for me to get really excited about it. Uh, they haven't really updated their wide receiver core. Corey Davis is still the guy there. Um, Delaney Walker is coming off of a bad injury. There's just nothing exciting about Tennessee and that they're going to be a, a plotting, running, dominant team uh, that's going to be in some decent, close games. But from a fantasy perspective, there's just nothing exciting about them. We're talking to Ben Heisler, fantasysportsmarkets.com. Bookmark the site, download the app, whatever you got to do. They've got a $100,000 bonus for week one of the NFL season. Follow him on Twitter, at Benny Heis. You know I love Deshaun Watson, but I think you have an argument that he could be a quarterback one over Pat Mahomes this year. I don't love him that much. What's your case? The case for Deshaun Watson over Pat Mahomes is not to say that this is going to be the unquestioned top dog, clear-cut number one quarterback. But I think if you're looking in the grand scheme of things over a 16-game season, who has the better rushing upside? It's Deshaun Watson. Who's going to be playing from behind more often? Deshaun Watson. Uh, who has three clear-cut deep wide receivers? I mean, they both do, but I think Watson, especially with, with, with uh, Will Fuller healthy, adds a new dimension to that offense if he's able to stay uh, consistently healthy over 16 games. And the other component, too, Danny, is that Watson has an awful offensive line. So I think he's going to have to get the ball out quick. They traded for Duke Johnson, uh, and they traded a pretty sizable pick there, too. Uh, so I think he's going to get involved in the passing game, a lot of screen passes, a lot of short yard passes. And that's still benefiting Deshaun Watson when it comes to a fantasy level. So 
I'm not saying that I would take Deshaun Watson over Pat Mahomes when it comes to actually evaluating quarterbacks. I just think there's more of an opportunity for Watson, particularly in garbage time in the fourth quarter, to pad those numbers, especially if the Chiefs are up big. Maybe there's an opportunity for Mahomes to, to either rest, be taken out of the game, or just hand the ball off to Damian Williams and Carlos Hyde. He's going to still put up absurd, stupid good numbers, but Watson, I think, is going to have to earn it all throughout the regular season. Heist, give me a running back outside of, we'll say, the top 12 that you're targeting this year. Ooh, outside the top 12, there's a few guys that, that I'm intrigued by, uh, starting with um, Aaron Jones. Uh, I really like the fit for Aaron Jones this year when it comes to what's going to be happening in Matt LaFleur's offense. Uh, this is somebody that was one of the best in the NFL in breaking tackles a season ago, uh, somebody that loves and attacks against contact. Uh, I think he's going to catch a lot more passes in this offense as well. So I think Aaron Jones is a guy that's probably being drafted uh, running back 15, 16, uh, somewhere in that neighborhood. That's a guy I really like. Also, Austin Eckler is still considered to be the running back 30-plus off the board. I don't think Melvin Gordon is going to play for most of the season. I think eventually he'll come back. But Austin Eckler is going to be the starting running back likely when this season starts for the L.A. Chargers. This is somebody that got almost 950 yards with six touchdowns in 14 games. Uh, they trust him, him and Justin Jackson in the backfield that you can feel very good about. Uh, and this is an Evan Silva special, so I stole this from him, but I think it makes a lot of sense. I think we talked about Duke Johnson just a second ago. Texans have Lamar Miller, who is not impressing anybody, who's been around, who's been a very mediocre back for several years. If you look at the draft pick compensation, he fits what that offense is trying to do. And I think you're going to see him more as an every down back in Houston by the end of the season, as opposed to the satellite back that we've seen in Cleveland over the last several years. Duke Johnson right now is the running back 36 off the board. And I think if you get him as an RB 30, you're getting a big, big steal. So who are we staying away from? I think at the average draft position, a guy that I'm not intrigued by is Tyree Kill. Uh, there's a lot of people that expect Tyreek Hill to have a, a massive year. I just had a conversation with Therese Taylor of Yahoo Sports who thinks that Tyreek Hill playing for a contract is going to have an absolute fantastic season. He just doesn't get the same type of targets and, and receptions that so many of the other top wide receivers get. If Tyreek Hill last year had under 90 catches, he was still the number one wide receiver in standard leagues. But I want guys that are going to get targeted consistently week in and week out. Uh, somebody that I don't worry about injury. Tyreek Hill is still a pretty small guy. Uh, so I'm probably not drafting him at his average draft position. Same thing goes with Zach Ertz. Uh, even though he set a tight end record for receptions a season ago, there are a lot of short yardage passes. I think at some point those air yards need to come up, and I don't see it happening this year when Carson Wentz is going to spread the ball around. He has a lot more mouths to feed, and also there's a the development of another tight end in Dallas Goddard. So Zach Ertz, again, a fine tight end, but not the number two tight end off the board. All right, so we did it for running backs. Let's do it for receivers. Give me a receiver outside of the top 12 that you're like, you know what? That's a guy I want on my team. I think Christian Kirk with the Arizona Cardinals, the guy that I'm really intrigued by. And I know that Arizona and Kyler Murray have looked very shaky in the preseason so far. Uh, but right now, Christian Kirk is going somewhere between the seventh and the eighth round. And based on the amount of plays that Arizona's offense is going to call, throughout the entirety of the season. This is a guy that's going to get plenty of volume in this offense. Uh, Arizona and Cliff Kingsbury is projected to have, uh, if not the highest volume offense uh, in the NFL, but they're going to call a ton of plays. And, you know, a lot of the time because of how awful their defense is, Danny, this is a team that's going to have a lot of opportunities to try and come back in the third and fourth quarter. They're going to be garbage time heroes. 
for a lot of fantasy squads. So I think Christian Kirk is a name that I'm really intrigued by. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling has a ton of upside as the outside wide receiver alongside Devontae Adams uh, in Green Bay. That's a name that I'm certainly intrigued by as well. Uh, and then Dante Moncrief. Dante Moncrief has been a bum in the fantasy community for the last three, four years, whether he's bounced around. A lot of people thought after Indianapolis, this would be a guy that would be a decent play at the fantasy level. Um, but now that Pittsburgh is looking for plenty of new guys for targets, uh, Moncrief is going to be the number two wide receiver there. Ben Roethlisberger was the passing leader in the NFL a season ago. He's going to throw the ball a lot. And Dante Moncrief is going to get plenty of opportunities for targets. Right now, you can get Moncrief in the 12th or the 13th round. And I think you can probably reach in the 10th or the 11th round to get a nice deal of a wide receiver with plenty of volume. He is at Benny Heiss on Twitter. Ben Heisler, the best fantasy name you maybe don't know. Fantasysportsmarkets.com is where you want to be playing your daily fantasy for this football season. They've got a $100,000 bonus in week one. Heiss, good luck this year, man. We'll talk to you. You too, Danny. Always good. That's Ben Heisler, fantasysportsmarkets.com. I hate the preseason so much. The best part about this time of year is all of our investment opportunities start coming around. Get the emails going for your fantasy draft. You should be doing it after Labor Day if you can. Your survivor pools, your season longs. Start making your deposits into your offshore accounts. It's that time of year. You start jonesing for it a little bit. It's great. Honestly, I think it's such a driving factor in why the NFL is such a perfect viewing experience. You get the whole week off, it all builds. You get some bets, some season long, some fantasy. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. We have an update once again in the Antonio Brown saga. Mike Mayock spoke earlier today. Antonio Brown's camp has responded in the form of Drew Rosenhaus. You'll hear from Antonio Brown's agent on the latest next CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 